Okay, well, thank you. First of all, Eileen and Johanna, I want to thank you both very, very much um, for the wonderful invitation to come to Brisbane. I've been looking forward to it for a long time and very glad to be finally here. Um, I'm also really honoured to be the first in this series of speakers about this um, really actually quite complicated question of what is an institution. As Eileen said, it may seem easy, it may seem straightforward, but um, it really absolutely isn't. Um, so that's what kind of what I want to talk about today. Um, one of the things that I want to mention before I start talking about art in general is that I've worked for three very different kinds of institutions. And one of the most important things to start off with when you're talking about what is an institution is understanding who you are. So I'm going to talk about the self-reflection and questioning that we did at Art in General. But I started at Glasgow Museums as a curator of contemporary art and design for one of the 13 museums that they have in the city. And that job involved like a very wide audience base, so very much focused on audience, perhaps a little less so on artists in a strange way, but it's, it's very much about large audiences, policies of social inclusion, um, et cetera, et cetera, especially at that time in Britain. So the focus was really very much about the people of Glasgow and what art meant for them and what we could do in Glasgow museums. I then went to the new museum, which is kind of uh, kind of middle ground possibly, where artists and audiences are obviously to the fore. Um, and art in general, I would say, and I, I wanted to start it off just so that you had an un understanding of it, Art in general really is focused on artists, critics, curators, writers, and of course, a wider public that stems naturally from that, but it's very different from a place like Glasgow Museums. So I kind of went from something very big to medium to absolutely tiny, which is the opposite trajectory of most professional people. So, um, <laughs> for, <laughs> so I don't really know what to do after this, but anyway, so... This is art in general. It is a bit like a TARDIS. It has a program that's much, much bigger than its physical space. It's actually not that big. Um, there's a storefront gallery here. Um, that's the view from the other side of the alley, um, Cortland Alley, um, where the sixth floor is. Um, I'm going to talk about, um, just mention a couple of these things. This is art in general in a former era. A um, couple of slides about that. And then a couple of recent new commissions. Uh, that's the storefront today. And we had a game of strip poker as one of our art projects. So it's not always dry. Um, this is uh, a recent new commission by Mika Tajima. And I wanted you just to see uh, an image of the galleries. Um, it's about 2,000 square feet. And you have to access it by the elevator. So you actually enter and then you go up in an elevator for 36 seconds. And we used to have art projects in the elevator because people got so bored. Um, so, and then there's a, a show we just had by Basim Magdi to show it in a bit of a different light. Um, it's a very idiosyncratic Soho space with columns. Um, and there's a recent image by Jill Maggot, uh, just to give you more of an idea. Um, so, I would like to begin uh, this reflection with an excerpt from a text published by Art in General in the Art to East Quarterly, and what it means to rethink an institution that is, like itself, not new. Um, so I quote, What is it to inherit an institution with all its history and an identity that exists at a given moment, but that is just one in a longer life of histories, an organic event unfolding over time, both before and after us? How can it be reimagined? How do we shift and reflect? What values should it embody, and where can we take it in the time that we are here? 
As an institution, whether one is one or 40 years old, being conscious of our audience, the artists we serve, our peers, and the ever-shifting nature of the world around us is vital. To survive, grow, and thrive, the very forms and structures of our institutions have to be constantly questioned, both in relation to their legacy and to their future. Arts in General was founded in 1981 by two artists and was an artist-run space until the first director was appointed in the late 1980s. And usually then, I am only the second director of this institution, inheriting a legacy in history that had been shaped by very few people over multiple years. Something that can be seen as much as a strength, as a challenge, in terms of taking art in general into its next phase of life. At the time that I joined, Art in General had defined itself by being one of the first organizations in New York to start artist residency programs in the mid-1990s and an exchange program with Eastern Europe in 2001. More recently, it had also launched a commissioning program for New York-based artists in 2005 that marked the shift to a greater focus on the work of individual artists as opposed to group exhibitions. What drew me to the organization was its commitment to emerging artists, both local and international, and the socio-political nature of its programming, something that reflected both the era in which it was founded, alongside alternative spaces that sprang up in New York in the late 70s and early 80s, such as the New Museum, Exit Art and Artist Space, but that also seems very relevant now in the context of the ever more commercialized art world around us. Today, Art in General has three main but interconnected programs, a commissioning program that is now both local and international, an international collaborations program, and a new annual symposium entitled What Now? that was publicly launched in 2014. Eileen and Johan asked me to speak today on the topics of collaboration and what now, as defining features of the organization as it is today, looking at how and why we got there and what it might mean for our future. The notion of collaboration, along with its goals, methodologies, successes, and failures, is of course not new, and has been the focus of many books and articles by numerous writers, including Maria Lind, Gregory Chalette, Claire Bishop, Grant Kester, and Pablo Helguera, among many others. The term collaboration encompasses multiple forms, from artist collectives to institutional partnerships, to various kinds of collaborations among artists, institutions, and communities. Collaborating with artists through the act of commissioning new work is at the core of Art in General's activities, and our relationship with artists has continued to deepen over the years, often working with artists for two years or more in developing a new commission. These projects often engage with other fields of inquiry, for example, Carla Herrera-Pratt's project on SAT testing and ideas of educational democracy, Carlos Mota's interviews in Latin America on perceptions of the United States, its governance and foreign policy, an audience project on the use of sound as a tactic in military warfare and interrogation techniques. Other projects necessitate partnerships with organizations outside the visual arts. For example, the New York Aquarium for a project by artist Isola Norzi, and the Center for Fiction for Merich Algon Ringborg that offered the chance to engage with new audiences beyond our own. And this last slide that you're looking at is called the Library of Unborrowed Books. And the artist requested that we find a library that was dedicated to fiction in New York. And in all honesty, I didn't even know there was one, uh, but there was, there was one. 
And unbelievably, they said yes to allowing us to borrow from the archives. And she wanted to borrow all of the books that were, had been unborrowed as a reflection of you know, the culture of that time, what was rejected, what was not wanted. Um, so this was a particularly beautiful project um, that involved people outside our normal sphere. Um, so while working with artists is at our core, collaborating with other institutions has become increasingly important in recent years. In some cases, these partnerships are a natural outcome of the commissioning process. For example, when an artist project is able to tour or requires more than one partner to produce. In others, they are the result of a desire to expand institutional thinking and collectively explore new ideas with partners in order to re-energize, provoke, and question the institutional philosophies, structures, and programs of those involved. The desire to collaborate or not is a defining feature of an organization. It reflects a certain ethos, way of working, and ultimately larger questions about an organization's identity within both a local and broader context. Collaborating may strengthen, or conversely, could be seen to dilute the mission and focus of a single organization, depending on what its core interests and goals are. It speaks to the question of not only what an institution is, but also what it can or should be. Networks such as Internationale, Practice International, Transit, Cluster, the programs operated by the Stedelijk Museum in Amsterdam, the Tate, and as Eileen mentioned, the New Museum's Farmer Museum as Hub Program, to name a few, involve a range of organizations from the large to small scale. In each case, institutions have to negotiate their relationship to artists and audiences, as well as the needs and interests of their partners. While having fewer resources and limited capacity, smaller organizations perhaps have a greater ability to experiment with forms, structures, and programmatic approaches, and work with artists at more emerging stages of their careers, a practice that often, whether one likes it or not, feeds upwards to larger institutions over time. Whether large or small, institutions have to grapple with challenges that are inherent to collaborating, how can one negotiate the dynamic of location and perceived power positions? To what degree can collaboration enhance the agency of participating institutions? Collaboration involves opening up, sharing thoughts, and an interest in generating new knowledge that can take many forms, from cross-disciplinary research to learning from one's successes and failures. Collaboration means looking both inwards at an organization's own practices and how it might need to shift and adapt and outward, paying attention and being responsive to what might be similar or very different needs and circumstances of the other. In terms of considering what agency this might generate, it is important to bear in mind that agency itself is relative to context. As the writer and curator Maria Lint observes, agency is not natural and freely given. Agency is a negotiation, always mediated. She also notes the difference between work that is context-sensitive as opposed to site-specific, seeing those that are context-specific as akin to recipes that must be reformulated for every occasion. The act of collaboration also carries with it the potential for confusion, disagreement, or even disengagement. This need not be entirely detrimental to the process. Commenting on socially collaborative art, Claire Bishop cites the importance of discomfort and frustration that along with absurdity, eccentricity, doubt, or sheer pleasure, can on the contrary be crucial elements of a work's aesthetic impact and are essential to gaining new perspectives on our condition. 
This sentiment, meant to be about art, could equally be applied to relationships across institutions. Sometimes it is precisely those moments of misunderstanding or the acceptance of a difference of opinion or a position that serve as a reminder that one cannot make assumptions and that these circumstances can bring fresh and unexpected perspectives to the fore. So now to uh, one of the key uh, things that we did at Art in General, um, which is the redefining of our idea of collaboration with other institutions, um, primarily internationally. So aside from making the Commission's program international, as well as local in recent years, our most substantial programmatic shift has been the rethinking of Art in General's Eastern European Residency and Exchange program that was established in 2001 and comprised the core of Art in General's formal international partnerships by the late 2000s. So in fact, in New York, although it may sound strange, Art in General was known as the Eastern European organization. It, it really had that reputation, um, along with relationships with Cuba and, and a couple of other uh, areas of the world, but this was the primary focus. By 2012, it felt necessary to reimagine this program, not only in relationship to developments in the fields of residencies and arts networks, but also in view of the fact that the social and political contacts of residency partners within that region had continued to shift and change, in some cases dramatically, while the program model had essentially remained the same, with artists from each country spending two months in the other. Artists themselves had continued to benefit from the opportunities the program provided in terms of spending time in each site and developing and presenting new work. But there was a sense that the impact of the program on both artists and institutions could be deeper and more meaningful if the format itself could be more flexible. There was also a perceived need to reframe the language behind the collaboration itself as the terminology used to describe it when it was founded in 2001, just post the Balkan War, seemed outdated by 2012. So in the spring of 2012, Art in General invited several current and former participants of this program to participate in What Now, a think tank and panel discussion that subsequently served as the pilot for an annual symposium of the same name to investigate the shifting role of the artist residency and its relationship to contemporary artistic practice. Focused on the generation of new ideas, rather than an exchange of information, participants used their unique position as practitioners to investigate fresh approaches to artistic and cultural mobility through a combination of closed-door sessions and public presentations. And those closed-door sessions were really important because otherwise the participants would not have been honest with one another. So while I am in favor of public presentations and discussions, sometimes if you actually want to get to the nuts and bolts of something or points of tension or disagreement, um, those kinds of sessions are actually really crucial. In those sessions, um, the definitions, terms, and methodologies of residencies were challenged and debated, with some discussions by no means reaching consensus, but proving to be vital provocations for change. The outcome was that rather than follow one prescriptive formula, each collaboration in the future would be customized to reflect the needs, resources, and interests of the collaborating partner, leading to more considered and insightful programming for both organizations and deeper support for the artist practices and ideas involved. The symposium also galvanized internal programmatic change beyond this specific program, with the act of commissioning itself becoming the overarching working methodology for art in general, 
encompassing not only the production of artworks, but also the ideas around them. The Eastern European Residency Exchange Program became the core of a new international collaborations program that has enabled Art in General and its partners to create models that can range, can range from traditional residencies, if partners do wish that, to institutional experimentation of various kinds, including co-commissioning, jointly commissioning a project that changes its form as it moves across the partner sites, or hosting one institution inside the other. In 2013, for example, Arts in General collaborated with the Latvian organization KIM on the Latvian Pavilion at the 55th Venice Biennale. And in 2014, partnered with an organization called The Gardens, which at that time was based in a former planetarium in Vilnius in Lithuania. Like an invited cuckoo in a nest, the gardens took over Arts in General's smallest exhibition space, the Musée Minuscule. So on, on this slide, you have the planetarium, the interiors of the uh, gardens on the left and art in general space on the right. Um, so they're kind of similar in terms of scope. So for that year, the guest curated a series of projects by artists, not just for one show, but multiple projects over an entire year that were embedded in art in general's existing program. This new openness in terms of how we worked with other institutions led in 2013 to an interest in the work of a new organization, Beirut in Cairo in Egypt that began operating in 2012, so at that time it was not even a year old. In this case, a desire to collaborate in some form, or at least find out more about what they were doing, led to an unexpected but even greater and more satisfying outcome that was partly due to this fate, in that the trip to Cairo was delayed several times until the, the trip coincided with a visit by small nonprofits, CCA Derry Londonderry, where Eileen and Johan formerly worked, Kunsthalle Lissabon in Portugal, Form Content in London. As a group, we spent three days on a rooftop um, of Be Beirut in Cairo, literally, never moving, um, discussing the central question that was inspired by the writings of John Searle of what is an institution. We discussed this in terms of language, economy, politics, infrastructure, advocacy, and action. Despite the differences between these organizations in terms of their geography, capacity, resources, and political context, there was such a synergy of interest amongst us that the entire group formed a new network called April, which was the month when we met. While it has continued to morph and change and foster smaller collaborations within it, April was originally intended as more of a research and discussion-based group. Our core goal of April was that it would allow us to take valuable time out of production-focused activities to question how institutions like our own could continue to evolve and change and how working or thinking together might open up new possibilities. Our first joint endeavor was to write for the summer 2013 quarterly of Art to East magazine as part of an editorial framed by Beirut in Cairo which posed the question, what is it to build an institution as a curatorial act? Can an institution evolve using the language and logics of art practice? If social and political imagination is a prerequisite for change, can the realm of art be imagination's guardian, nurturer, and inspirer in a time of economic and political violence? Over the following year, April continued to correspond, mainly through group Skype calls once a month, which was challenging because of all of the different time zones, and now even more so. 
uh, with the idea that the organization, one organization took the lead in framing certain avenues of investigation. The first of these stemmed from Beirut and Cairo, partly because we all first met there, um, but they also uh, moderated a lot of discussions in those months following that first meeting. And secondly, by Art in General, with the aim of bringing all of the participants together one year later in April 2014 at Art in General's inaugural annual conference, What Now?, which was aptly focused on the topic of collaboration and collectivity. In 2014, uh, the symposium What Now? became a program of its own, but one that was deeply connected to both the New Commission's program and the International Collaborations program. For the first time, Art in General embarked on an annual program of interconnected interests and ideas that manifested themselves through commissions, projects, and public programs in various ways, and that enabled both participants and audiences multiple points of entry to these. The theme of the 2014 symposium, Collaboration and Collectivity, was directly inspired by the concerns and practices of artists in the program year, our own experience of collaborating with institutions over multiple years, and by timely events and issues in the cultural field at large. For that reason, we felt it was important to partner with a local educational partner, the Viralist Center for Art and Politics, to connect with and bring in a wider audience. Taking the central question of how we work together and how we form a community, what now explored modes and methods of collective action, strategies for social change, and positions of disengagement. With the keynote by Charles Esch, it comprised three panels with respondents. The April panel examined its dialogue to date, as well as forms of collaboration that involve putting aside one central authorial voice in order to take part in the exchange of ideas and the creation of joint projects. The second panel looked at the collective actions of artists interested in working within a social sphere and the ramifications of such activities for their audiences, while the third panel of artists, curators, and academics explored different tactics that have been employed by groups or collectives to insert different discourses into existing contexts and structures, either by engaging or disengaging with them. This discussion also addressed cultural or academic boycott as a strategy of protest and change, often advocated by cultural producers, artists, and members of the creative industries. Case studies in this instance included a historical look at the South African boycott, as well as current perspectives at that time on the Sydney Biennial, Manifesto in St. Petersburg, Gulf labor and labor rights in the Middle East, and the cultural shutdown in Sarajevo. These conversations brought out the complex nature of such situations and the at times surprising outcomes of certain actions, such as the use of refusal in Gulf labor to strategically open up new avenues of discussion. One of the larger aims of this panel, as well as the symposium itself, was to focus attention on the ethics of engagement and disengagement, whether one is an artist, curator, director, or citizen, on the larger question of personal and public responsibility. Looking back at the last two years, it is clear that this model of interconnected programming and the vehicle of what now, whose very name alludes to the questioning of a given state, allowed both Art in General and its partners to refresh their own and each other's programming through a greater flexibility and freedom, as well as a renewed focus on the socio-political context that we inhabit and how we engage with them. Looking ahead, what the future holds is exciting, not only in terms of how existing partnerships can be developed, 
but also in terms of what new ones might be possible. And it seems apt that the next What Now conference in April 2015 focuses on the topic of the politics of listening. Regardless of how we approach collaboration in the future, the philosophical, behavioral, and ethical considerations that we discussed in Cairo and at What Now, those of institutional responsibility and responsibility will be crucial, even in, or perhaps particularly in, those environments that are more precarious. Alongside these concerns, leaving space for the imagination and for what we don't yet know is key. For example, how might we collaborate with institutions that do not have a physical space, but instead opt to be mobile, or those that are artist-run or take the form of educational institutes or think tanks, or those that engage with and beyond the field of art through specific lines of inquiry with a view to action. As noted in Art in General's text, What of the Future, we are all part of a trajectory that is ongoing, and I quote, as the current caretakers of this institution, how might we incorporate aspects of the possible alongside the real? And subsequently, how do we leave space for alternative futures, ensuring that there are always pathways and directions open to those who come after us? Thank you.